0: this is jones financial talk with herstel jones from jones and associates premier financial solutions when a part of your financial strategy is out of tune your long-term goals your retirement savings and your legacy can all suffer with many years of experience in the financial industry herstel provides his clients and prospects with the information they need regarding social security retirement income planning wealth management and much more Listen in as we address your financial concerns and provide helpful solutions to put you on the path to achieving your retirement goals. And now here is Jones Financial Talk with your
1: host, Hurstal Jones. Hello and welcome back to Jones Financial Talk with me, Hurstal Jones, from Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions and my co-host, Tony Shore. Today, we have an exciting show on hand for you. In fact, I have a special guest that we've brought into the studio today of whom I'm going to introduce here in just a couple of minutes. I think the timing is very, very good for this special guest. But just remember, if at any time during today's show that you would like to learn more information, feel free to give us a call directly at 541-773-9567 or visit us online at www.jonesfinancialtalk.com. Also, while at our website, feel free to head over to our radio page, check out our past shows, and subscribe to our show on either iTunes or Google Play. This will ensure that you're always kept up to date with our latest episodes.
0: That sounds great, Herstal. I'm excited about today's show. In fact, this is an extra special show. (laughs) I mean, every show is special with you, Herstal, because we always learn something, and you're, you're a great educator, and teach us about financial tips and strategies but today is a great one because uh, why let tell our listeners why today is so great
1: well, we have a special guest, uh, Tony, and, you know, Jeremy's been a friend of mine and a well-respected uh, portfolio manager for Gradient Investments out of the great state of Minnesota. And uh, I, think, I think it's just really special to have him on our show today because there's no doubt we live in very interesting times right now. And I brought Jeremy in specifically to talk about market performance. Um, and uh, so, Jeremy, welcome to the show today.
2: Thanks for having me. Appreciate it.
1: Absolutely. So just to kind of kick things off, Tony, um, I know we have limited time and Jeremy has a a lot of information to share today with our listeners. So Jeremy, just as I uh, mentioned here, uh, previously, we definitely live in very different times right now. Uh, we're going on a nine and a half or so year bull run. Uh, there's just so many different things happening in in the market uh, today. And so what I wanted to ask you specifically is regarding market performance, not only in the United States, but internationally uh, uh, from an emerging market standpoint, really what are your comments or what would your input to the listeners be regarding market performance outside of the S&P 500.
2: Yeah, great. Thanks for having me, and I appreciate it. You know, the big issue that was going on right now is honestly what I call a tale of two markets. Um, Really, if you are in the S&P 500, chances are you feel pretty good. You know, the S&P overall performance this year has been about 10.5%. It's up about 10.5% on the year. Outside the U.S. and outside the S&P 500, there's actually even two segments within the S&P 500 that are very different as well. But if you look outside the S&P 500, almost everything else is either flat to down this year. If you look at international stocks, they're down about 1%. If you're in emerging market stocks, your Brazils, your Chinas, your Russias, your Indias, you're down about 8%.
1: Very, very interesting, right?
2: Yeah, yeah. Very different markets. And so very different performance overall. And then even if you look at different asset classes, if you're looking at bonds, Bonds, usually hey, safe provision kind of asset, low growth kind of thing, but they're down 1.6% this year too. And then lastly, sometimes people look to alternatives like gold in these types of issues, right? Well, gold is down 8% also this year. So again, concentrated performance really has been the S&P 500. And even within that, there's a secondary component of that is that if you think about the S&P, it's really made up of two different types of stocks. On one half, you have what I call growth stocks, which are your Amazons, your Facebooks, your Googles, your Netflix type stocks. On the other hand, you have value type stocks, which tend to be longer term, AT&T, Verizon, Medtronic, these types of names that steady goers, steady long term companies. The real difference in performance this year has been striking though. If you look at growth stocks this year, your Amazons, your Facebooks, they're up almost 17% this year. Whereas the value stocks, the stuff like the Medtronics and the AT&T's of the world, they're only up about 3%. So again, unless you're in these Amazons, Facebooks, Netflixes of the world, these growth stocks, your performance looks pretty different than the S&P 500
1: overall. And Jeremy, isn't it true that like, you know, two to three of the stocks in the S&P 500 this year have really carried the lion's share of the gain in the index?
2: Absolutely. So Amazon is becoming an ever larger component of that index. And so frankly, not being invested there right now has been a significant driver of underperformance for your portfolio. But really, I mean, if you think about it overall and what we try to do at Gradient Investments and what we do with Hurstel and his clients is we talk about having a diversified portfolio. And right now, having a diversified portfolio, frankly, means you are underperforming. It is what it is. It does happen during times and periods and things like that. Our stance and our philosophy is that we want to stay diversified because knowing that and knowing those adjustments, you can't, timing those issues can be a very challenging proposition.
1: Well, thank you, Jeremy. And we all know that timing definitely can be an issue in the stock market. So many, many people who try to be market timers don't come out on the good end of the stick, you know. Uh, But I will say, you know, most of our clients are really in this for the long term. We we don't really deal with day traders. We don't deal with people that want to get in the market today and get out next month or next quarter, really even next year. We create customized financial blueprints for our clients to build a plan for the long term. And we're not going to win each and every year. You know, if we can win two out of three years for the long term, we're going to be very, very happy. And I think our clients will be very, very happy as well.
2: Absolutely. Absolutely. And staying invested and staying with the plan is the most important aspect of investing overall. It's the way to achieve your returns over a long period.
1: You really can't accomplish anything while you're on the sidelines, right?
2: Absolutely. So if
1: we can get the, the brunt of bull markets and minimize our exposure in bear markets through a what you call diversified portfolio, and that's exactly what we do for our clients, that's going to really even out that volatility long-term for our clients, isn't it?
2: Yes, absolutely. It smooths the ride is what I like to say is that you're not always going to be the best performer. You're not going to be the worst performer. Your chances are you're going to be in the middle, but that's what you want to do to achieve your objectives over a longer period of time. Excellent. Well, I think this is a great topic. I mean, obviously
0: uh, with this long bull market run uh, that we've seen, uh, when market volatility creeps in, and I know you mentioned bonds, and that's interesting because I just saw something in the news. Uh, people don't realize that they think, "Oh, I have a lot of the safety in bonds,"
2: but when the interest rates go up, bonds don't do as well. Is that right? Yeah, absolutely. So the general rule, and this is just math, is that as interest rates are rising, the bond prices that you own are going to go down, and and it's a it, it's a converse relationship that's going to continue going forward. And the other component of that, too, is that the longer you're out in a maturity perspective, the worse performance you're going to have from that rising rate environment. So we've been cautioning people about trying to chase what we call yield, you know, adding extended coupons by really extending maturities very far out. That can be a, a dangerous proposition when you're in a rising rate environment. So we think the reason why you own bonds is to reduce that volatility, like you said, overall, and to also get some income but don't take a lot of extended risk in your bond portfolios. You're just not getting paid a lot to do it.
1: And don't have that long duration, right, Jeremy? In fact, many of our clients own not the actual bonds, they own the traded funds uh, of which have the bonds in them. So we really look at that as kind of dry powder for our clients so when we see opportunities, we can use that to capitalize on those opportunities.
2: That's absolutely right, and that's the way you should be looking at it. And also, you're still getting income from those at the end of the day. Might not be what you were getting 10 and 15 years ago, but you still are generating a consistent source of income without taking a lot of excess volatility risk. Exactly. Yeah, that's really good. Uh, I I think that's really important to understand. Now,
0: this discussion is great, and we're going to dig in a little deeper to figure out where we're at with the market. And Jeremy, great to have you on. You and Herstel are are really providing us with a lot of great information today. Uh, And a lot of people are curious about what's going to happen. And we all know no one has a crystal ball, but it's good to figure out where we're at and what we're looking at. So uh, we'll get to that in our next segment, but we do need to take a quick commercial break here. Hurstel, is there anything you want to add for our listeners before we do?
1: Well, Tony, we all know that preparing for retirement can be overwhelming and even nerve-wracking, but you don't have to do it alone. I would encourage the listeners to visit our website as it's a great resource of information. Uh, They can get there by going to www.jonesfinancialtalk.com or simply contact us directly at 541-773-9567 to schedule a no-cost strategy session.
0: All right, that sounds great. A good offer for our listeners out there, Herstel. And listeners, stay tuned. We're going to be right back with more of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Herstel Jones, and our special guest today, Jeremy Bryan.
3: When it comes to retirement planning, many people spend their energy focusing on how to accumulate a large retirement nest egg without giving any thought to where the retirement assets should be invested while accumulating your desired amount of retirement assets is important we feel that it is just as important to have your money in assets that represent the level of risk or safety that you want red money is money that is at risk and subject to market volatility Yellow money is money that is at risk but is professionally managed and green money is money that may have its principal protected and is less subject to large market swings. At Jones Associates Premier Financial Solutions, an easy way to determine where you should have your retirement assets allocated is to use the color system for your money. We created a simple way for you to group your retirement assets called the color of money, which is located inside our Retirement Income Toolkit. Download our complimentary Retirement Income Toolkit at jonesfinancialtalk.com or call us at 541-773-9567.
1: Welcome back to Jones Financial Talk again with me, Herstal Jones from Jones & Associates, Premier Financial Solutions, my co-host, Tony Soar, and our guest for today's show, Jeremy Bryan from Gradient Investments out of Minnesota. Jeremy, so great to have you on the show today, and thanks so much for your input in the first segment. I'd like to move forward now just talking a little bit about the S&P 500 and the performance that it really has had this year. I guess the real question would be, why not just follow the market and go all in to the United States?
2: Yeah, that's a great question, and honestly, we're, we're answering a lot of those questions for our clients now who see that difference in performance. And really, again, it goes back to what we talked about before is that having a diversified platform, smoothing the ride overall, is the way to achieve your goals and objectives over an extended period of time. We understand we understand the behavior of what I like to call FOMO, FOMO, which is the fear of missing out. Huh. You know, in, in markets. Exactly. When markets are going crazy like this, especially when US markets are going crazy and you see it on CNBC and you see it everywhere else. You have a, There is a, just a natural tendency to wonder, why, why do I look so different? Why am I underperforming and those types of things? It's absolutely understandable. But what you want to do and what you want to have and understand is that that diversification element eliminates the need to be a market timer. Is that if you think about the U.S. market right now, comparatively, over the last three and five years, it's, been a, it's had a phenomenal run. But eschewing everything else, if you go out of your bonds and you move into that, you have to be ready to increase your overall volatility. you got to remember, in a bad year in the stock market, is could be a down 40% year. Bond markets, a bad year is down 5%. So, I mean, that's just a very different volatility and risk profile for, for clients overall. And we think eschewing that and, and, and going away from your plan and moving into a full risk portfolio probably isn't a prudent solution nine and a half years into a bull market that we are experiencing right now
1: exactly and you know those are the types of things that we do with our clients jeremy is we sit down because every client has different goals and objectives a different risk tolerance a different time horizon etc right so we sit down and we actually go through various strategy sessions with our clients and we really define what their goals and objectives are we determine what their specific risk tolerance and time horizon is and then we customize and tailor a financial blueprint, an actual plan to follow, and it's very tempting in these types of markets that we have experienced as of late to fall short of that plan or deviate from that plan and take that take that temptation, right, that bait to maybe try and do some market timing, but we know, history shows us, that that does not usually benefit uh, us in the long term. If we can hold to our plan, stay to that plan, amend that plan, and monitor that plan, long-term, we're going to do much better. We're going to sleep better at night, and we're going to have a happy, sustainable, successful retirement. Wouldn't you agree, Jeremy?
2: Absolutely. You said it perfectly. That's the way you achieve your objectives over time is by staying with your plans, staying invested in bad times, staying invested in good times, and understanding that you can balance and re, you know rebalance, rotate into things, but make moves at the margin. We never want to be part of the system of all-in and all-out strategies. Exactly. It just tends to be a way to destroy your returns over time rather than enhance your returns. Market timing is incredibly difficult to do. Not only on the in when things are going up and you think it's never going to end, and then on the other wow. side when things are going down and you think it's never that it doesn't have a bottom. It's incredibly hard. It's understandable people fearing at the worst possible times and buying in when things are going great. But we have to counteract that with a balanced plan is focused on achieving those objectives?
1: Well, it's just like you know the cardinal sin of investing right Jeremy it's you know we, we're supposed to buy low and sell high but it's very very easy to let your emotions get a hold of you and you end up actually doing the exact opposite as bad as as bad as, and as simple as it sounds, it's very easy to sometimes do and that's buying high and then selling low and that is going to have serious serious havoc on your portfolio.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. And that's where behavior comes into play, right, is when things are going great, you think they're gonna to continue to do so, and that's the buying high type of mentality. In the same regard, as when things are going down and you never think that you know the, the bottom of the market is never gonna occur, that mentality of get me out while I still have some assets left is absolutely understandable. But what happens is for clients who have an invested plan, who understand what they're doing, they revert that and they actually take advantage of opportunities. They're rebalancing when things get aggressively high and they're also taking advantage when things are getting extremely cheap like we've seen in prior markets and we'll see again at some point they can actually, understanding their plan allows them to take advantage of those opportunities rather than fearing when those elements occur.
1: Exactly, and I think it's really important to also have that flexibility and that liquidity within your portfolio to make the moves when you need to make the moves. Thus, proactive professional management, and this is what we employ for our clients.
2: Absolutely, absolutely. There's nothing wrong with having some dry powder on the sidelines, especially in liquid investments where you can make rotations. Again, moves at the margin. It's not an all-in, all-out mentality. It's much more along the lines of taking subtle moves that can maybe add some value over an extended period of time.
1: Well, it's very hard because sometimes we really become – uh, we, we, we we become so accustomed to the current market environment. And when the market is just going up like it has literally for the last nine plus years, we kind of become immune to that. And then we kind of ignore our portfolio, right? So that's all the more reason to have a trusted fiduciary on your team that is not going to be, uh, you know, th- that is not going to react that way. They're going to always be engaged with your best interest in mind, have their eyes in your portfolio, have your eyes or- excuse me, have, have their eyes on the markets so they can make the best recommendations consistently all the time.
2: Absolutely. And the other element of that is always staying within your risk objective. At the end of the day, your goal is to retire safely or what you need that money for. It's not to beat the market. What you need to do is understand what clients and advisors and investors need to understand is that the goals and objectives are the primary source of what you need. And sometimes it's a safer asset component. Sometimes it's growth assets. Most times it's a blend of the two. And that the prudent plan is to rebalance those as your life and things dictate.
1: Exactly. And it's so easy to uh, really deviate from that plan, especially with all the noise in the news these days. Uh, you know, like I mentioned at the top of the show today, we live in a much different world, not only socially and economically, but also politically, right? And so there's so much noise coming from Washington, also globally. And it's very easy to get your emotions wrapped up in that and then make some not so good decisions. So having a defined investment plan really allows us to stay the course, stay focused. So in the long term, we're going to really accomplish our objectives.
2: Absolutely. And what else makes sense is to have a fiduciary on your side so that you can talk through these things. I mean, it's completely understandable, like you said, in our news cycle right now to think that things are never going to get better or things are never going to be worse than they are right now and to have all these behaviors and emotions that maybe get into your creep into your portfolios. When you have a fiduciary on your side that understands your situation, your return needs, your risk tolerance, your time horizon, it becomes a balancing act and saying, hey, this is what's going on right now. It's like, wait a minute, let's pull back to the plan and discuss, has anything changed in your life that requires a change? If not, are we just reacting to what's going on in the markets overall?
0: Well, well um, actually, I want. can I ask Jeremy a question here about absolutely, that? Absolutely, Tony. Because you guys, are, Herstel, you guys are talking about uh, the media and things we hear in the news and the news cycles lately. I mean, <laughs> Jeremy, as a portfolio manager, uh, how much do you see... Uh, politics and these world events affecting the stock market, like the tariff talk mm-hmm. and the current tariffs, things like that. We hear we hear about that all the time now in the news, the tariffs, and then we hear, you know, uh, stress with relations with North Korea. You know, there's all these things out there. Do things like that actually affect the stock market and cause it to go
2: down or hurt it? Or Yeah, that's a great question. It's a fantastic point, especially now, is that tariff talk politics these will always be components of what's happening in the news cycle and it will affect markets overall people will get sentiment driven with regard to what's happening and taking their stances on it in that regard but that's a short-term phenomenon and what we always say is try to keep politics out of your portfolio it's really difficult here's what you have to get right in order to be right politically and to make money from it you have to get what's actually going to happen correct and then you have to get how the market reacts to that, correct? And what I will tell you is that over an extended period of time that both are equally impossible to do. <laughs> exactly. And not yeah. how we, as portfolio managers, put, put forth our portfolios. What we're looking at is the fundamentals. What's going on in the economy? What's going on with the companies? What are we paying for those companies? What are the companies saying with regard to the changes of things that are going on? We'll monitor political actions. We'll understand what the drivers are and what the changes are. But really trying to infuse a forecast or an opportunity into a portfolio using political rhetoric is very difficult to do and not something I would advise.
1: Well, and that's very, very good point, Jeremy. And I think, you know, I really coach my clients at our firm uh, to, the, to the fact that there's really two things that we need to consider. Things that we control and things that we do not control. We don't control things, Tony, like out there in the market with the news and all the noise and Washington and around the globe. We don't control that. Now, our emotions get very attached to that sometimes, sure, sure. right? But what we do control is our plan. And it, it really, really amazes me for as many years as we've been in business and serving the community here, how many people, astute people that come into our firm that would like it to have a second opinion that actually don't have a plan. These are higher net worth people, for example, that don't have a well defined plan. Now a plan is what we do control, and that is what we focus on when we work with our clients. Like I was explaining in in the last segment of today's show, we sit down and we actually customize and tailor a blueprint to meet our clients' goals and objectives, overall risk tolerance, and time horizon. And when you can actually stand true to that plan over time by monitoring it and adjusting it with proactive management, you're going to have much more success than getting all caught up with the news in Washington and around the globe. I think for this last segment, what I'd like to really focus on is expectations, because we've had so much volatility in the market, uh, not only here domestically, but also internationally. And really, it's important to have the right expectations, not only based on your uh, goals and objectives, your risk tolerance, time horizon, etc., but really based on your plan in and of itself. And I think to have the right expectations, you need to understand how benchmarks work and really what are benchmarks. And you really need to compare your portfolio to the relevant universe. So maybe you can comment on that a little bit.
2: Yeah, that's, that's absolutely important. And I think what you hit on in the first segment is an absolute truth in the effect of everyone's benchmark is different and rarely is it the S and beating the S&P 500. Your true benchmark for every client and every investor out there is not beating the S&P. It is meeting your goals and objectives for retirement or what you, whatever you need for those assets.
1: Precisely.
2: That is the most important component of what you can do, and that's where building a plan and understanding the investment plan comes into place, is because if you're targeting beating the S&P 500, it's, it could be in, a, in complete contrast to actually what you need to be doing. Maybe you need less risk. Maybe you need more income. Maybe there's other components to think about other than just beating a pure arbitrary benchmark such as the S&P 500. And it's understandable when clients and advisors and investors come to us and they say, well, yeah, it's frustrating when performance doesn't look like what we're seeing in the news. And that's that's absolutely understandable. But really, what we want you to focus on is every portfolio should have a purpose. And what that purpose is, is up to you and, and your advisor and your fiduciary should be helping you in that regard, understanding what you want to do with this money and building a plan that fits accordingly. Now, there's nothing wrong with understanding, let's say you have a component of stocks in your portfolio, you have a component of bonds in your portfolio. Understanding what those are are doing relative to the market, there's nothing wrong with looking into that and understanding why you may be different, you know, what we talked about before and with regard to global returns this year. A lot of people may look very different than what the S&P 500 is doing this year. So every portfolio and every piece of investing that we put into those portfolios should have a purpose in mind, whether that is growth to grow your asset base over time, whether that's to provide income to give you if you're going into retirement and you're going to be replacing your check, that's income generation that may be needed, or to preserve your principle. I don't want my money to go down. Those are three very different objectives that require three very different benchmarks in order to understand how you're performing.
1: Well, that's exactly right, Jeremy. And we all know no two clients are alike. Everybody has different goals and objectives, right? Thus what you talked about in today's first segment of the show, diversification, right? It's very, very important to have a well-diversified plan, not just to say that you have a diversified plan, but to have a diversified plan based on your particular goals and objectives. And I think long-term, by having a proactive diversified plan, that's going to really iron out a lot of the volatility. And allow you to have a much more sustainable happy retirement
0: absolutely well guys uh, you know what we're almost out of time for today's show and this is a great discussion i'd like to keep going with this jeremy and her you guys have brought up some great points Uh, But as usual, it just flew by. Hurstel, do you have anything you want to add before we have to go today?
1: Well, first of all, again, thank you so much, Jeremy, for joining us on today's show. It's been, I think, a a great show. We've talked about some really important points given the current economic environment. So certainly appreciate the time there. And for the listeners out there, I would encourage you to visit our website as it's a great resource of information. You can head out there by going to www.jonesfinancialtalk.com or simply contact us directly at 541 773 9567 to schedule a no cost strategy session with me and my team.
0: All right. Thanks, Herstal. Great offer. Great show once again. And thanks to Jeremy Bryan. Always fun to have Jeremy on the program. I feel honored and blessed. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> uh, but uh, listeners, thanks for tuning in. That does it for today's episode of Jones Financial Talk with our host, Herstal Jones.
1: Yes. And join us again for another episode of Jones Financial Talk. Take care and we'll see you next time.
0: Thank you for listening to Jones Financial Talk. Don't pay too much for taxes or retire without a sound income plan. For more information, please contact Herstal Jones at Jones & Associates Premier Financial Solutions. Call 541-773-9567 or visit their website at jonesfinancialtalk.com fee-based financial planning and investment advisory services are offered by jones and associates premier financial solutions as a registered investment advisor in the state of oregon insurance products and services are offered through jones and associates premier insurance solutions jones and associates premier financial solutions and jones and associates premier insurance solutions are affiliated companies crystal jones and jones and associates premier financial solutions are not affiliated with or endorsed by the social security administration or any other government agency all matters discussed during this show are for informational purposes only each individual situation may vary and the opinions expressed here may not apply to everyone material